0: Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. I am your host, Melissa Bat, and I'm so excited to chat about something that I have been talking about, well, definitely since 2021 when God called me back to the church. And so we're going to be talking about going back to church, what that looks like, all the things. And well, first of all, I've been having this ongoing conversation with several of my one-on-one coaching clients those that are participating in this round of the breakthrough challenge and so without me saying hey i think god's calling you to go back to church they have been feeling that tug to go back to church and so i have kind of volunteered my services to help them find a good church and i thought this is a really good like this is really good this is something nobody talks about and i'm going to dive in a little deeper besides just helping you find a church and I wanna talk about why there's so much fear about going to church in the first place. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about rejection. We're gonna talk about church hurt. We're gonna talk about all the things, okay? So if you are with me, I'm just, I'm excited. Let's go. Hey there, I'm Melissa Batt, the host of Priorities On Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who wanna grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I wanna help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put Him in. This side gig is part of His plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding out laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually gonna be beneficial. All right, so first, Why do I feel like I have knowledge on this topic? Number one, I didn't grow up in the church. I did go to church as a kid. I don't know that I've ever shared this story on the podcast. So fun fact. When I was little, I remember a uh, vacation Bible school, learning my first Bible verse and memorizing it, Matthew 6, 8, your father knows what you ask before you ask him. That's how I remembered it. That's how I still say it today. And it's still because of my anxious heart. That is the verse that I have to repeat to myself all the time. I also, during the days of when I was um, a leader in 31, I even had that embroidered on bags because I needed that reminder. And so um, Matthew 6, 8, your father knows what you need before you ask him. And this is going to go full circle. Okay, so remember that thought and then wait till what I'm about to tell you. Okay, so that was a VBS when, I, I mean, I had to have been probably kindergarten or first grade. And then we moved to Gaston, Indiana, and when we lived there, there was a deacon from a little Baptist church up the road who would stop at our house and ask us if we wanted to come to church. And he bribed us with Totino pizzas. Totino's pizzas. Yes, he did. And guess what? We went. And so I have always had a passion for the youth because of this, because... My mom didn't go to church. My mom and dad were divorced. My dad was gone all the time. Like, it was because of him stopping by and inviting us to church that I ever went to church in the first place. And while, yes, I eventually kind of went my own way in high school, my middle school years were pretty much involved in going to this church and eating Totino's pizzas every Wednesday night. And I actually... Gosh, I eventually wrote him a letter and thanked him. It was so cool that I could go back because I moved. I'm not who I, like, you know, I lost touch with him. And it was just a really, really cool story how God, like, kind of brought everything back. His name was Cecil. And so Cecil was a deacon at this church in a full circle moment when I was able to write him a letter and thank him for serving me and my sisters and serving in the church and being in the hands and feet of Jesus even back then because of him i now have this passion for outreach and evangelism and and all that stuff so i later ran into his daughter and his daughter worked at a gas station where i lived and she recognized our last name when we went to pay for something with our card probably or maybe back in that day we were writing a check i don't really know but She was like, that meant so much to my dad. And then shortly after that, he died, and I was able to go to the funeral. And I mean, it was just a really cool moment. And that's a whole episode for another time of those, like, defining moments, as Karen says, from my Wednesday night discipleship class that I'm in. Okay, so let's talk about church. So I didn't grow up in church, and so... I have been to a lot of churches and there are some that I have really enjoyed and I felt like I grew in. And then there were some that like absolutely just, it just wasn't for me. And we've also moved a lot over the years. So once I started attending regularly, we've moved. And so I had to start the process again. And it's really, really hard, excuse me, when you call some a, a church a home. And then you have to start all over. It's just hard. If any, if anyone knew, you'll have to DM me and let me know like how hard it has been for you. You know, the dentist, finding a new dentist, finding a new doctor, finding like figuring out where your kids should go to school, all the things. It mm-hmm. is hard for those of us who are what we would call transplants and are not from the area and stay in the same place. So I have researched a lot of churches, and so I kind of just do this naturally. Everywhere we move, I start and I do the same thing, even before we know we're moving. If there's even a general idea that we're moving, I start looking at churches. I'm like, okay, where are we going to go to church at? Because it matters. And I know that church is important for me, and it is important for my kids. Now, listen, in 2020. I stopped going to church because of the pandemic. Some of y'all probably may have also. And at that point, I was like, I don't even need the church. I'm growing more with my relationship with God than I ever have before. I don't even need the church. I'm sure some of you have probably thought the same, like, I don't even need the church. And that thought, while at the time, I truly felt like I didn't need the church, I didn't realize exactly what I was missing, but because my friend, Natasha, was like, Melissa, you need to go back to church. Finally, I was like, I'm fine. I will try one more. And I've been at that church ever since. And so I'll talk about that in a minute, but I wanted to go through a few things on how to find a church. If you feel like God is calling you to go back to church and you are not doing it, first of all, delayed obedience is disobedience. And not only do you need the church, the church needs you. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a whole lot of people inside the church that's kind of going through the motions. They're what we would call Pharisees. If you know church speak and you've read your Bible and all that, you know, the Pharisees are all about the religion and They're going through the motions, and it's more about law versus relationship and all of that. And God has, God is doing something. He is waking people up in this, as He's waking people up and He's stirring their hearts. They are seeking Him. And so the lost are coming into the church. So God is calling people back to the church. And if nobody like you and me, Are going back to church, the church will only be full of Pharisees. And the Pharisees are what? Like they rejected Jesus. And if they rejected Jesus and people are coming in hungry to learn about God, do you think they're going to learn about God? And they're like, they're being the hands and feet of Jesus? No, they rejected him. And so I really, really want to tell you, if you're feeling that tug, be courageous. You don't have to do it fearlessly. You just have to have courage and be brave and trust that just like I said in that Bible verse, Matthew 6, 8, your father knows what you need before you ask him. He will do it. He will, he will supply you the need to get through it and there, or at least let you know what doesn't work. So you can go t- try another one. Okay. So, and this, again, this, this message isn't necessarily for, cause I got a whole lot to say to the church people who are already in the church. But this message right here is more for the people that aren't going back and they know that they've been caught. Listen, you don't only need to go back to church, but you need to be involved because it isn't just about going through the motions. There's all kinds of people at the church already doing that. He's calling you to go back because he has work for you to do. The harvest is here and he needs workers. We are the workers. We believe in God. We trust God. But do we trust God if God's word says we should go to church and begin in community with other believers and yet we aren't going to church? And granted, church can look differently. It doesn't have to look like the way church looks, you know, like going every Sunday. Like, I'm not getting into all of that. I'm just saying, traditionally, and I'm not about the religion and traditions, but traditionally and what most, what's most common, I should say, common is the best word, people who are feeling that longing to go to church typically go to church on Sundays, right? Right? maybe Wednesdays, and they go to the building that, you know, is on their road or down the road or the closest or whatever. And that's why he is calling those of us who are believers back to the church. And we also have to talk about the reason why you're not going to church, right? We're not going back to church because maybe the church has hurt us. Listen, people hurt you. God did not. And that's really hard to like kind of differentiate sometimes, but people are human and we all mess up. We all make mistakes. And so I think it's really, really important for you to recognize that you don't put the church on a pedestal because the church isn't God, we are his people and he's working through us, but we still screw up. We still make mistakes. You can read story after story in the Bible where people messed up. They didn't always do right. And while we should be striving to live a life of goodness and love and all the things, we sometimes get it wrong. And also some of us, the ones that are going through the motions, more than likely, they're the ones that they're not being intentional. They don't even recognize That how they treat you as a newbie coming into the church, they don't even recognize that that could be the very thing that keeps you from coming back to a church. Rejection is a real big thing. And I'm currently reading a book. I just started and a coaching client had told me about it. It's called Triggered, I think. Triggered or Triggers. And I'll put it in the show notes. It's really, really good. Already I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And it's biblically, like, you know, they talk about scripture and stuff like that in there. It was my main concern because depending on who's talking about triggers, there's a whole lot of other things that can be said. And so it seems like very biblically sound from where, I, you know, where I am in, in reading it. But triggers causes something in us. And if we've been rejected, as a child, or we weren't accepted, or we were abandoned, or, you know, whatever kind, of like, it's all trauma. And I've heard them talk about trauma as in, like, a little T and a big T. A big T is, like, the really big things, like rape, sexual abuse, death. Those are big T's. The little T's are the things like, you know, my dad, he never came to pick me up after he said he would. I would say it on my couch, looking out the window, on my birthday, all day long, waiting for him to come get me. And he never showed up. Year after year after year. And while right now, like me and my dad, we have a great relationship. And again, he was working through his own things. I don't have any animosity towards him. He was struggling with his own things and he did the best that he could do. So I'm not like, holding that against him. And that's why I struggle with rejection or abandonment, but it's a real thing. And so once we're aware of it, we can recognize it and be like, okay, are they really rejecting me or am I projecting that on them? Because it just reminds me of that feeling, you know, like that emotion that comes up when I was you know, sad, sitting on the couch waiting for my dad. And every time a car drove by, I would be out looking out the window like, is that him? Oh, he's here. Nope, that's not him. You know, that anticipation and just falling short, falling flat, right? And so we have to do a really good job of paying attention to the feelings that we feel and then asking ourselves the questions like, why do we feel this way? Like, what is it? And recognizing that just because one person rejects you doesn't mean God rejects you and it doesn't mean that the whole church rejects you it may be one person you may have misread the whole entire conversation it may not have any conflict in it whatsoever maybe someone was just having a bad day but even if that person truly rejected you like, they are not Jesus, and you can't allow that person to be a stumbling block in where God is trying to take you, and that's what we do. Like, well, I can't go back there. So-and-so goes there, and I'm not dealing with that. You could still go and just not talk to the person, or you could, you know, have a conversation and communicate, depending on where you are in the steps, you know? Like, that's a whole nother podcast episode, but what I'm getting at is you can't let what one person does, or even let's say I've been to church over and over and over and everyone just dismisses me. Nobody sees me. Nobody acknowledges me. Yeah, that is a problem. That is a problem. And especially in the church, there's a whole lot of people that, that are in the church going through the motions and don't even recognize their own sin, right? And so in that, that's a problem. but. What about the other people that are going to be coming into that church and they need to see someone like you that sees them? Like, if you don't go, it's just like stopping, you know, the dominoes. You have all these dominoes set up, right? Well, let's say that the dominoes are people coming into relationship with God and growing their faith, right, inside the church. And so you're going and all of a sudden you stop going. And then so all of these are dropping. But once it gets to you, no more dropping. They don't drop because you are not doing your part and you could be doing your part. And so I consider myself a misfit in the church. I think we're all misfits, but some of us know it and some of us do not. And so I look for the people. And again, you know, I'm human. Sunday, Easter Sunday, I wanted to get there early. I wanted to look for the new faces or people that I didn't know, anyone that looked lost. I ended up running late. I didn't get to do that. And I remember I walked right in front of somebody who I hadn't, I didn't recognize. And I didn't realize it till I got to my seat. When I got in my seat, I could just feel the conviction of God just being like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have been like, hey, do you need help finding a seat? That kind of thing. Instead of just walking, like, I didn't just like cut them off, but i I just was like, oh, they're probably looking for someone. I'm just going to keep going. has i been like, are you looking for someone? Let me see if I can help you find them. Anyway, we're all humans. We're all doing the best we can do. But when we can be intentional and actually see people and be the hands and feet of Jesus, lives are changed. And God is visible to everybody because their needs are being met. And so, uh, if you're not in church, I want to remind you that it is important, even if you don't view it as important. Just because you don't view it as important doesn't mean it's not important. It is important. And God wants to use you in the church. And you, you know, well, yes, I was growing my relationship with God a lot when I was not in church. My kids weren't. My husband probably wasn't. And when all hell broke loose, And I ended up, like, in the lowest of lows, I didn't have anybody. I had no community locally. And I think that right there, in of itself, is so important. We need local community of believers so that when things go bad or things are, like, really hard— We have people that can lift us up. Um, I've talked about this in the past. You know, when I had a hysterectomy in South Carolina, it was my people that came and helped me because my family couldn't because they were helping with my uh, stepdad who had stage four cancer. And so again, community matters and the church should be a place where you can find community. If you can't, become that and instead of looking at it and like, okay, well, this, this isn't the church for me. If that's the only thing missing in that church that you're a part of, maybe that is God calling you to start some kind of community. Go to your pastor and say, hey, can, can we have a, something where you know, I invite people to get together or just start making friends, make small talk. I'm not a small top girl, but I can compliment someone's shoes because I spot them right away because I love shoes and I love jewelry. And so, whatever you can do to engage in conversation, put your phone down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, now that I've said all of that, the spirit of offense is something that is running rampant right now where we are all, we all get offended really easily. And I think that. We do need to do a better job of recognizing that's what it is. I talked in a podcast episode Fridays, Good Friday, that I I did an episode on Good Friday. So it released, I don't know when, but I think Friday. In that episode, I talk about the spirit of resistance and the spirit of comfort. A spirit of retreat, I think, is actually what it is, where you just want to stay in your comfort zone. And resistance and the things that God is trying to do, the enemy is trying to get you to resist and not do those things because they know that it is going to grow your relationship with God and also be beneficial to you in the kingdom work that he's calling you to do. And so recognize the spirit of resistance, the spirit of retreat or comfort and the spirit of offense. Like if you get offended easily, start praying against that. Recognize that that's what it is. You should not, you know, if someone doesn't look at you and smile and you're like, oh my gosh, where do they not like me? Like, you need to have some people praying for you because that is more than likely not because they don't like you. It's because they're in their own little world. They didn't even see you and they can't like you or dislike you if they didn't even see you. And again, the church's mission, I think is to be the eyes, the hands, the feet of Jesus. And so they need to see you, but there's always gonna be some people in there that don't see you and you can't let that rob you of what God is trying to do in your life. So pray against those things. Hey friends, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.